said to David Oyedipo, The hour has come to liberate the world from all oppressions of the devil through the preaching of the word of faith. The message you are about to hear will definitely deliver into your hands what it takes to be free from every harassment of the devil in your life. Get set for a life of sound health, success, excellence, promotions, and all-round prosperity. Now, Bishop David Oyedipo. Hear the hills sing a song of praise. I'd like you to recognize that this is a very unique day because God is about putting a key in your hand yeah. with which you will open and no one will be able to shut, yeah. and with which you will shut and no one will be able to open. We live in a kingdom that operates on keys. Jesus said unto Peter after he confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, he said, neither flesh nor blood has revealed this to you but my Father which is in heaven. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of God. And whatever you open on earth shall be open in heaven and whatever you lose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So when you are born again, when you become a child of God, you become entitled to the keys of the kingdom. Because what I say to you, I say to all. So whatever I said to Peter, he said to you, he said to me. So when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he says to you and to me that we now have access. We are now entitled to the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So whatever door refused to open is because this key is yet to be in your hand. When the key gets to your hand, the door will open. You don't pray to open the door to your room if you have the right key in your hand. You don't have to get into a fast to open your car if you have the right key to it. And I'd like you to see the Dominion Summit as a design of the Father God to place the Dominion key in your hand. And when that key comes into your hand, everything that it addresses will begin to answer to you. Can I hear your loud amen? Everything that key is designed to address begins to answer to you. So this is your day. God is going to place a master key of dominion into your hand this day. In the name of Jesus Christ. Man in his original state was a creature of dominion. He lost his dominion to disobedience. And you all know the story in the Garden of Eden. A man became a victim of creation. He was once in charge. Disobedience 
discharged him as it were thrown out of the garden into the wilderness to wander and from that time man has remained a wanderer on the earth then came Jesus the second Adam and through obedience he restored back to mankind the dominion that was lost in the first Adam so once again man has a choice to regain his dominion if he so desires and I'd like you to be very sensitive because today we mark the end of all your struggles the woman just gave a testimony now and everything began to answer multiple visa for the daughter to join the husband multiple visa for her in a strange land we live in a kingdom that operates on keys Matthew 16 verse 18 I'll give unto you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven Matthew 16 18 to 19 and in Luke eleven fifty two, Jesus defined what that key represents while he was operating the lawyers of his days he said to them woe unto you lawyers for you have taken away the key of knowledge the what the key of knowledge so in the kingdom the knowledge of the truth is what is defined as key you will know the truth and the truth shall make a way to your freedom one of us just testified living in a non-completed building and he said see where the devil has put me then a book was put in his hand he read the book and he said satan became like toilet paper in my hand he went to bible school and light came from heaven and now he's living in a different world so knowledge opened the door for him to a new world so in the kingdom of God the knowledge of the truth is what is defined as a key in the kingdom the knowledge of the truth no matter how long you wait by a door to which you have no key how long you have waited does not determine your access you need the key to gain access into a room with a locked door you, you can wait for eternity that is not a substitute for holding the key in your hand it's a key can i take will say for instance when he shared a testimony for 61 years then it's now about 68 years or 69 years he does not know what headache feels headache at that age there is nothing moving contrary in his body why he holds the key he has the key in his hand he has the key in his hand so he determines as it were the state of his body it's not determined by biological factors it's not determined by physiological factors he determines it by the key in his hand you have taken away the key of knowledge you have taken away the key of knowledge you have argued mankind 
out of the truth. You have reduced the truth to mere stories. That's the key. The knowledge of the truth is what we define as the key in the kingdom. In this introductory package, I want to be able to show you why you need this key. Why do I need this key? What is responsible for all of the woes of mankind today? Why is life, as it were, a game of uncertainty? How does the truth describe the present state of the world? We read from Revelation chapter 12. And you will see why you need this key as we go on in this introductory section. In Revelation chapter 12 verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angel fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven for them. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accused of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and they love not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye that are in heavenly places and ye that dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. That's where the struggle of man on the earth began. Satan was cast out of heaven and became a yoke on the neck of humanity. He began to display his wickedness in every way he could. And man began to live at the mercy of the devil. But they overcame him by two things. The blood of the lamb which gave you and I access to the redemption of Christ and the word of their testimony because until you are born again you are not entitled to the knowledge of the truth. Mark 4.11 unto us is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God but to them that are without Everything is in parables. They are ordinary stories. So for you and I, to assess the knowledge of the truth, you need to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Until you are born again, you have no access to the word of his testimony. And this book is the testimony of the Lord. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. So this book is a testimony of the Lord. 
So it's not enough to be saved. You need to be able to assess the testimony of the Lord, the word of God, the knowledge of the truth before you can live an overcomer's life. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Ever since the devil came down on this earth, man was reduced to a victim. Man became a struggler. Life became the survivor of the fittest. Almost nothing was sure. The devil had been having a feed day. But he said, rejoice ye that are in heaven and I mean those of you that are dwelling there. But woe unto them that are in the world. For the devil has come down to you with a great wrath because he knows he has but a short time. When you are born again, according to Ephesians chapter 2 beginning from verse 5, you are raised up together with him and you are made to sit together with him in heavenly places. So redemption takes you off the earthly places where the devil has every right to do whatever he wanted and raises you and I into the heavenly places where we are destined and programmed to rejoice by reason of victory and conquest. Amen. Now, when the devil came down to the earth, the earth became a kingdom of darkness. Come and say kingdom of darkness. Now, in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13, Colossians 1 verse 13, he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his own dear son. So, because the devil came down here, the earth became a kingdom of darkness. And when Jesus came, he has to translate his own out of the kingdom of darkness to his own kingdom. Very important. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, he said, Ye are a peculiar people, ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And he said, you are chosen to show for the place of him who has called you out of darkness. Called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the world became a kingdom of darkness since the devil came. A kingdom of darkness. A kingdom of darkness. Now in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, we also read that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against blood and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. Ephesians 6, 12. Rulers of the darkness of this world. Now, all of this helps us to see the state of the world and what it would take for any man to have dominion there. And I think it's clear to all of us that it takes light to dominate darkness. Is someone hearing what I'm saying? Light is the cheapest way to dominate darkness. Light. 
If this is a dark world, it takes, as it were, lighted men to walk in dominion there. We live in a dark world. It takes light to ride prosperously and in majesty in this dark world. No matter how smart a driver you are, if your car has no headlamp, can you have a ride in the night? It will be suicidal. The only way to have a majestic and prosperous ride in the hour of darkness is to have bright, shiny headlamps on your car. That's when you have no occasion for stumbling. So without light, dominion is impossible in the region of darkness. We live in a dark world. Gross darkness has covered the earth. Until your light comes, your dominion is not in view. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1 all through to 22. And we go into that in the second segment. Arise, shine, for your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you and the Gentiles will come unto your light and their kings to the brightness of your rising. That is dominion. You begin to command the respect and the attention of kings. The Gentiles are resorting to you for succor, for help, for covering. That's dominion. And the kings of the earth beginning to look up to you for assistance. That's dominion. And that dominion, it's only made possible by light. I've tried in this introductory pack to help you appreciate this is a world of darkness. It takes light to command dominion. I don't care how anointed you are, you can't have a majestic ride in the night without light. No matter how an intercessor you are, you pray 18 hours a day, it is no substitute for light in the night you are naturally granted as a motorist without light. Even the light of the vehicle in front of you is not enough. You need your light to have a majestic light in the night. There is no substitute to that. There is no substitute to that. When God came to establish his dominion again on the earth, he came to reestablish his dominion. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That was a section. And then came a time and the earth was without form and void. That's not the one God created. That was the one that was battered. And then God said, I am in charge. And the Bible said, and darkness was upon the deep. And God said, let there be light. So God regained this dominion over the earth. By what? Light. Light first. Everything answers to light. Human life, plant life, that is animal life and plant life. Everyone is dependent on light. Talking about natural light. 
Without sunlight, you won't have the grains. Without the grains, you won't have the animals. And without the grains and the animals, you won't have a human being. He survives by the grains and survives by the animals, which survive by the grains. So life is granted without light. The same way in the kingdom, without access to this divine light, Christianity is an adventure in frustration. Just like the natural world survives by light, you can only survive in the spiritual world by light. Listen to this very carefully, therefore. If we live in a world of darkness, our greatest need in our quest for dominion must be what? Light. And the question then is, what is light? Psalm 119 and verse 130. Psalm 119 verse 130. The entrance of thy word giveth light. Entrance of thy word giveth light and giveth understanding unto the simple. Psalm 119 verse 130. Giveth light. And in John 1, 1 to 11, in the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of man, and that light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And that was the true light that lighted every man that comes into this world. So the light of the world is enough to illuminate any person, color or race notwithstanding. And when you carry that light, you become an impossible case for the devil to molest. So after this series of Dominion Summit, you are going to have a majestic ride all through the remaining days of your life. In him was life, and that life was the light of man. And that light shines in darkness, and the darkness could not handle it. The word of God is life, and the word of God is light. And when that light lightens any man, darkness can no longer handle him. How many are prepared for dominion? Are you? The light of the word of God is the master key to a world of dominion. Everything answers to it. The Bible said he upholds all things by the word of his power. How many things? All things. All things by the word of his power. A couple met me some years back. The man was in tears. The wife was in tears. When you find a man in tears, you know there's a major issue. Women are not extremely far from tears. They are very emotional. But when you find a man in tears, then you know there's a challenge. And they sat in front of me, and she told me how much the devil has molested them. Whatever he did, according to him, didn't work out. When he's about working out, something is off. But I've learned never to sympathize with the devil in my life. 
I said, I'm not going to talk to you, but I'll give you three books to go and read. You read these books and see me in seven days' time. Because he so believed the power of the devil. He so believed that Satan won't let him go. So I asked him, can you read this book? Get down to the bookstore. I said, get down to the bookstore and buy it. Satan get lost, overcoming forces of wickedness, and then exploit of faith. The next week that he was coming to me, his smile was broader than my own. He was a changed man. He said, I didn't know that Satan is that cheap. That was his statement. I didn't know that Satan is this cheap. Come and say light. Can I hear you say it light? If you want to know the cheapness of darkness, introduce light. In fact, the thicker the darkness, the faster it fizzles out. I didn't know that Satan is this cheap. Then he said to me, but you look partial in the book. Satan get lost. You seem to think, to, to make us believe that Satan has no power. He said, does he mean he has no power at all? <laughs> I smiled. I said, the ants in your house don't they have power? They do. But do they have power over you? No. Do they have I said, no. I said, the lizards in your house, you think they don't have power? All the ants, when they see them, they start running. Because they feed on them. They are very powerful. But do they have power over you? Light. Now let me say this in closing. We live in a world of darkness. It takes light to walk in dominion. You can't have a majestic ride in this dark world without light. And the word of God is life and the word of God is light. And when that light is introduced into darkness, darkness is disarmed completely. I don't care what is holding you down. Today is your day of liberty. Today is your day of liberty. He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his own dear son. So darkness has no more power over your destiny. All you need is to embrace the light by accepting the responsibility that brings light to bear on your life. And I'll be going into that in the second segment of this great summit. So get ready. Satan is not that powerful. It is the absence of light that gave him the power he exercises over your life. Satan is not that powerful. The secret that is tormenting you, if it bounces on others, it will bounce off their life. On the spot. Satan is only trading our ignorance to establish his kingdom. He has no power except the one you give him. Didn't you hear? Give no place to the devil. 
give no place. He has no place except the one you create for him. And you create that place for him by ignorance. Light is the cheapest way to place a check on the advancement of satanic activities in your life. And that was the true light that lighted every man that comes to this world. And that light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. And the darkness comprehended it not. So dominion is impossible in a world of darkness without light. That's where it all begins. Every other thing is secondary. This is the principal factor that determines your dominion and my dominion on the earth. The principal factor is light because we live in a world of darkness. We live in a world of darkness. We live in a world of darkness. And all we need to triumph there is light. Psalm 45, verses 3 to 5. This is a prophetic psalm about Christ. Guard thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, and with thy glory and thy majesty. Psalm 45, verse 3. And verse 4 says, And in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness, and thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. So unusual insight is what guarantees a majestic ride in the journey of life. Ride on prosperously and in majesty because of truth which you are able to assess by meekness and righteousness. And you begin to scale unusual depth of insight, enabling you to ride on prosperously and in majesty. And in thy majesty, ride prosperously because of truth, accessible by meekness and righteousness, and your right hand begins to unfold to you unusual depths. Like I said in the first segment, the only way to have a prosperous ride as a motorist in the, light, in the night is to have very bright headlamps. I used to ride a Volkswagen Beetle 1500 and had very poor light. And in the night, we had to go according to how far the light will enable us to go. And then you find in those days, 504, SR, two lights. When it flashes on you like this, you have to believe God. <laughs> and then many times, we have to dovetail behind bright light. But because of our limited speed, they fly off. And when we are trying to guess how they move, we run into ditches and all that stuff. He said, you write prosperously by reason of depths of insight. What does light imply in our context? The word of God we said from John 1, 1 is light and life. But what is it that turns the written word into light? From Psalm 130. 19 verse 130 it says the entrance of thy word giveth light I mean 
it gives understanding to the simple. So understanding equals light. Understanding equals light. Now, the Bible says in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, in verse 18 it said that you receive the spirit of wisdom and understanding so that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. So understanding is equated with light in the kingdom of God. Light equals understanding. Understanding. So it is the understanding of this world that turns it into light. What is understanding? Being able to see what God is saying. When you hear it, you are informed. When you understand it, you are enlightened. It's one thing to be informed. It's another thing to be enlightened. Very important. Understanding here implies the ability to comprehend the scriptures in pictures. You are able to see in pictures what God is saying in the scriptures. So being able to see what God is saying is what we define as understanding. And listen to this, it's very interesting. When you have a true understanding of the truth, faith becomes a natural way of life. Faith becomes automatic because no one ever doubts what he can see. This is an handkerchief. Is anybody having a problem with that? Do you believe that this is an handkerchief? Why do you believe? Now listen to this. Faith thrives on understanding and dominion thrives on faith. That means dominion has its root in understanding. Understanding begets faith and faith begets dominion. Therefore, dominion has its root in understanding. Very interesting. No one yet doubts what he can see. Thomas was an apostle of unbelief. But when he saw Christ, he said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, you believe me because you see me. Lack of understanding is the greatest problem of faith. You can't understand a thing and not believe it. And you cannot believe it and not behave it. And you cannot behave it and not become it. It's so important. You know how Moses commanded dominion in Egypt? Exodus chapter 7 verse 1. He said, see, not here. See, I have made thee a god unto Pharaoh. See, 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 see. The moment Moses saw that, he began to behave a god. Pharaoh! He was calling him by name. He was giving him commands. Because he could see it. See, 
I have made thee a god unto Pharaoh. <laughs> and he saw it. Sure. Pharaoh! How could a fugitive emerge in town, not going into hiding, but coming to challenge the throne? He saw it. He saw it. He saw it. So whatever you see in this book, you naturally believe, and when you believe it, you naturally behave it, and as you behave it, you supernaturally become it. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So it all begins with understanding. It all begins with understanding. It all begins with understanding. That's why I said wisdom is the principal thing. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Without understanding, there is no difference between a child of God and a child of the devil. Proverbs 21 verse 16. A man that wandereth away from the path of understanding, he shall abide in the congregation of the dead. Proverbs 21 and verse 16. When you are void of understanding, you are as good as dead. And you know, whosoever has the Son of God has life. And whosoever has not the Son of God has not life. So when you lack understanding, you are as lifeless as he that is not born of God. Hello, are you still there? So understanding is actually what validates your redemption. Understanding. You suffer the same frustration with the unbelievers as long as you are void of understanding of the truth. A man that wanders away from the path of understanding, he shall abide in the congregation of the dead. Is as good as dead. Is as dead as any unregenerated soul. He's breathing. He's walking on the street. But he's a walking corpse. He's dead. He has no life. That means life is assessed by understanding. Hello? Are you still there? And if understanding equals light, then understanding becomes your stronghold against all satanic assaults. Because the day is not born where darkness will come and carry light. Have you, can you imagine darkness coming? And they say, where are you going to say, I'm going to arrest that light. The more you approach to light, the more you lose your power. And when you come face to face to light, you no longer exist. Did you understand what I'm saying? So every satanic torment, affliction, is all an evidence of absence of adequate light. Can't do light, can't handle this auditorium. One of it, it will be like darkness. You will still be hitting the chairs and stumbling and falling. It's not therefore enough to have light. You must have adequate light to command true dominion. Adequate light. 
Very important. Paul was speaking and he said, Whom the God of these words have blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Now, he blinds the mind of people so that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ will not shine to them and until that light comes they cannot believe so this is what he does his plan is to blind the mind of people so as not to have access to the light of the gospel of Christ and without that light they can't have faith and without faith they can't have victory I'd like you to be excited today as I take through you through the steps to spiritual understanding. And when that happens, dominion becomes a reality. Your dominion becomes a reality. Your dominion becomes a reality. When we had our first son, my cousin who happens to be a medical doctor and who was there for the delivery, came to the house one day and checked the eyes of our son and said, hey, your son has jaundice. I said, my son doesn't have jaundice. He said, I said, he has jaundice. I said, I'm not saying he doesn't have, I'm saying he cannot have. He said, check it. I said, it's not necessary. Does not have, cannot have. And cannot have. Now, that was where it ended. Why would I not check it? I have gone beyond the level of going to check some things. I've seen some things here that defines what is allowed and what is not allowed. So if I actually know that it's not allowed, then what am I checking? It went his way. Every evil will go his way from your own life. It went his way. Understanding. So we'll be looking at the pathway to spiritual understanding or steps to spiritual understanding. In Proverbs or Psalm 25, sorry, Psalm 25 and verse 12. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his salvation. Psalm 25 and verse 12. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his salvation. So the fear of God is your first qualifier for the secrets of God. Your reverence for God and his word. Where you place his word in your life determines the level of access he will give you into it. He that is not faithful in little cannot be faithful in much. So how you respond to what he has shown you determines what else he may ever show you. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Nobody takes delight in talking to someone who will not take what you are saying. You leave him alone. That's why the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Psalm 101 and verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
a good understanding of all they that do his commandments is praise endureth forever the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom a good understanding of his secrets he gives to them that do his commandments so how well you respond to his word determines how much more understanding you ever be qualified to have the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and a good understanding he grants to them that do his commandment so those who mock his word cannot have access to depths how much you extol his word how much you exalt his word determines the level of access he will ever give you to his secrets the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and a good understanding of all they that do his commandments psalm 111 verse 10 a good understanding of all they that do his commandments a good understanding of all they that do his commandment and in chapter 9 of proverbs verse 10 the fear of the lord proverbs 9 10 is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is what gives understanding proverbs 9 verse 10 now that gives an idea that for you to assess the light of god's word your disposition to his word is a principal and fundamental requirement how much does his word mean to you how do you respond to what he has said to you either to that will determine how much he may ever bother himself to say to you the fear of the lord the fear of the lord the fear of the lord number two requirement for spiritual understanding is called the spirit of meekness what do i call it the spirit of meekness the same psalm 25 and verse 9 the meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he teach his way psalm 25 verse 9 the meek the meek the meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he teach his way so meekness is a requirement for you to assess spiritual understanding it's very important matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 to 30 come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest come and learn of me matthew 11 28 and 29 for I am meek and lowly heart, and you shall have rest for your souls. Come and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. And the Messiah will say, Psh, Why are you calling me good? Why are you calling me good? There is no one good except God. The Messiah will say, My Father doeth the works. The Messiah will say, I cannot my own self do nothing. As I hear, so I judge, and my judgment is true. The Messiah will say, As he has taught me these things, even so 
I speak them. The Messiah, the only Son of God. You could see a display of meekness. No wonder he was the Word of God personified. Have you ever imagined a man called Moses? He was the meekest man on the face of the earth. And he was the one counted worthy to receive the history of creation from the mouth of God. He was so much into God that God said, there is no one among all of you that is in the class of Moses, my servant. One with whom I speak face to face. Numbers chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. Moses was the meekest man, in verse 1, upon the face of the earth. No one else had an idea of creation. No one was found worthy except the meekest man. So your depth of insight is limited to your level of meekness. Nobody was there when God created the Garden of Eden, but God confided in Moses how he did it. And God said, let there be light. Nobody was there. Moses was lost in God. Meekness gave him unlimited access into the secrets of God. Meekness gave Moses unlimited access into the secrets of God. The meek will he guide in judgment. The meek will he teach his way. And Moses said, A prophet shall the Lord your God send unto you like unto me. No wonder Jesus came and said, I am meek and lowly in heart. I am meek. I'm not posing. I am meek and lowly in heart. If you want to have rest and you want to learn from me, a proud student cannot survive in the classroom of a meek teacher. Come with meekness and I will remove the yoke of your life. Moses, the meekest man of all men that were on the face of the earth, had the greatest insight into the secret of God. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about? Very important. It's a fundamental requirement for you to walk in spiritual understanding. It's a fundamental requirement. And then, of course, we have the unmatchable ministry of the Holy Spirit. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is the third requirement for spiritual understanding. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. In John 16, verse 11 to 13, Jesus said, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot grasp them now. How be it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. John 16, 11 to 13. And it will show you things to come. This is very crucial. There are things that you and I will never be able to grasp except through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We are humanly limited in assessing spiritual truth. So the Holy Spirit comes to our aid to teach us what no other medium can communicate. Very important. The Holy Spirit makes us to become mentally fertile 
in understanding the truth of God's word. In John 14, 26, he said he will teach you all things. John 14, 26, when the Holy Spirit, which is the comforter, shall come, he shall teach you all things. And not only that, I shall bring into your remembrance all things, whatever you have heard of me, as and at when they are needed. It will bring to your remembrance all things as they are needed. And when Jesus came down from the mountain, turned these stones into bread, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Bringing to his remembrance all things as they are needed. Cast yourself down from this pinnacle. He will give his angel charge over you. Shut up. It is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Bow down to me and I'll give you all the glories of this world that you see. He says, shut up. Get thee behind my Satan. Thou shalt worship the Lord your God and him alone shall thou serve. And Satan liveth him. Bringing to his remembrance all things as they are needed. Can I hear your amen? Spiritual understanding made possible by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He said, with things we teach, not with men's wisdom, as men's wisdom teach it, but with the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 13 and 14, the Holy Ghost teaches by comparing spiritual things with spiritual, bringing your understanding to an established point. We can't do without the ministry of the Holy Spirit if we must walk in spiritual understanding. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. And then, of course, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. A stem shall grow forth out of the root of Jesse, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and knowledge, of counsel and might, of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding. Verse 3, Isaiah eleven three, it shall make him of quick understanding. So what the Holy Spirit does is to quicken our understanding in appraising the truth of God's word. Can I hear your amen? amen? That's why some discoveries that your friends have made in the Bible, they look like Jupiter to you. You can't understand what they are talking about. What is he talking about? Doesn't he understand grammar before? No. When the Holy Spirit teaches, he lays dangerous emphasis on certain things as if you never had them in your life. As if you never had them in your life. Now, I sat face to face with a devastated family, 1983, at uh, Kuru, Institute of uh, Policy and Strategic Studies, I was there on a three-day break, and as I arrived, they told me that this family had a very serious problem, and because they knew I was coming, they felt they should see me. And I said, what is it? So we went to their apartment from where I was, and here was the man crying and the woman crying. And like I said, humorously the other time, when a man cries, then you know there's a serious problem. <laughs> what is it? They have done every test, and the conclusion is that the woman had no womb. Had no what? Had no womb. 
Now, that's the first time in my life I will hear that somebody has no womb. I just think everybody that has a stomach has a womb. But here was I hearing for the first time that there is this woman that has been certified to be wombless. I listened to them and immediately the Holy Spirit came on me. Every manufacturer maintains a spare part stores. If God is the sole manufacturer of man, then he must have a spare part store. Since he knew there is a thief here who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now you see. Because from the beginning, it was not so. When you were made, you had a womb. Somebody came and stole the womb. And Jesus said, I have a spear's pastor where I will replace the stone. For the thief coming, but for to steal, to kill and destroy, but I have come to replace whatever the thief has stolen and to replace them in their perfect state. Now see, listen, I was hearing it the first time as they were hearing it. What I said to them, I was hearing it the first time they were hearing it. The Holy Spirit took over. Immediately the face of the man glue with life and the wife. And I said, if God does not have a spare pastor, then he must be a thief. The blind eyes that were replaced on the crusades, where did he get the eyes from? The crippled leg that were replaced, where did he get them from? So if he didn't have a store from where he's bringing them, then he must have gone to steal them himself. But God is not a thief. So I assured them, God has a spear pastor. And I prayed on that note, Oh God of heaven, prove that you have a spear womb in your store by replacing the missing womb now in the name of Jesus. And I left. By the time I was in just the following year for full gospel businessman seminar, here was this woman and the husband with a bouncing baby boy in their hand. I was, I was finished with emotion. I was shedding tears profusely because of how humorous our God can be. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You can't beat that. That is not intellectualism. He says, I make you of quick understanding. As the things are happening, you are receiving light through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You can't beat that. You shall make him of quick understanding. If the Messiah needed the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to be of quick understanding, then you and I who are born of flesh, how much more we need that? That's why wherever you play down on the Holy Spirit, you are down in revelation. You are down in understanding. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is the principal facilitator of spiritual understanding. And you know, all of the scriptures is written by men as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So you cannot assess the wisdom of God without the help of the Holy Spirit. Can I hear your amen if you are there? You can't play down on the ministry of the Holy Spirit and expect to walk in spiritual understanding. You cannot play down on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And of course, number four requirement is what I call meditation. What is it? Meditation, meditation, meditation. These are four principal requirements 
for you to walk in spiritual understanding. And understanding is your guarantee for dominion. Understanding is your guarantee for dominion. Now listen, 1981, I was in search of the truth about financial prosperity. So I took a journey, three days journey. I said, Lord, show me the secret behind prosperity. We were preaching it, people were resisting it. Is it your word? If it is your word, how does it become real? They were mocking us because we were not a reflection of those things we were teaching. They saw us as people who were out to pollute the Christian system because they had believed poverty as part of spirituality. So I was sincere. I went with it. If he told me it was not his word, forever it would never come out of my mouth. And as I sat down with him, me and him, me and him, I took one of my fellows along, along with me. He was in his room and I was in my room. And I began searching. And then came amazing light. As I was searching and with the help of the Holy Spirit and with meditation, I stumbled on the truth. I am the Lord that gives you power to get wealth. And I don't give power for people to get evil. So wealth is not evil in itself. And I give you power to get wealth so as to establish my covenant. So my wealth is not a promise. It's a covenant. You have a part to play before you can be empowered to work in it. So prosperity is not a promise. So it cannot be claimed by prayer. I was hearing those statements from the Holy Spirit himself. It does not answer to fasting. It has no regard for prayer of agreement. There is a part you must play for me to be committed to empower you for wealth. What part must I play? And then the Holy Ghost took me there and said, Why the earth remaineth? Seed time and harvest shall not cease. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that also shall he reap. And he does so sparingly, he shall also reap sparingly. No church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving except you. Therefore, my God shall supply all your needs. I mean, okay, what? How valid is this covenant? And then God said to me from Jeremiah 33 and verses 20 and 25, Except my covenant be not with the day and with the night, that there should not be sun in the day and wind in the night, then may also my covenant with my servant David be broken. At that point, I stood up. I was in my short knicker. And I spent in my room. I said, I can never be poor. God said to me, when you wake up in the morning and you see the sun, know my covenant is in force. And you look up in the night and you see the moon, know that my covenant is still in force. For my covenant will I not break nor alter the things that have gone out of my lips. Immediately, I knew what it took and I vowed I can never be poor. And this church today is an amazement to the world as far as prosperity is concerned. Everybody around the world, they can't understand it. What's happening? The truth is happening. What's happening? The truth is happening. The truth is happening. Hear this. I have never needed to think of what to eat since March 1981. I have never prayed for what to wear. I've never put anything on on higher purchase. I've never lived in a house I needed to pray to pay the rent. 
I've never done one thing with any debt from any bank or persons because I found the truth. What is meditation? Pondering the truth in your mind until the spiritual facts relevant to your situation is delivered to you. Psalm 119 verse 97 as we begin to close. Light does not just turn itself on. Certain things are required for light to be on. This system is not just illuminating this hall because it has to do it. Some energy is being supplied to make it happen. Meditation. Psalm 119 and verse 97 beginning. Oh, how love I thy law. Are you there? It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers, because their testimonies are my meditation. So meditation is the gateway, is a gateway to understanding. I have more understanding than all my teachers because their testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. And here is the conclusion. As you begin to employ these four principal tools, it becomes easy for you to imbibe an increase in understanding of the truth which will establish your increasing dominion on the earth. You are able to see what God is saying and by saying them, you believe them and as you believe them, you behave them and as you keep behaving them, you become them. Listen to this. If you are born again, you are no longer living at the mercy of the devil. The devil has no more control over your destiny. Why? You are no longer in his kingdom. So his laws are no longer binding on you. The moment you fly out of a nation, the laws of that land are no longer binding on you. So his constitution, which promulgates to steal, to kill, and to destroy, is no longer binding on you. Because you are no longer in his kingdom. You have been translated from the kingdom of darkness, transferred, moved away from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his own dear son. Colossians 1.13. So you are no longer there. Ephesians 2.5 and 6. You have been raised up together with him. And you are made to sit together with him in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers. Seated in heavenly places. And Ephesians 1.21, he said that is far above, far above principalities and powers and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come. So a far above mentality, we keep the devil where he belongs. Let me therefore say this to you in conclusion. We live in a world of darkness. Light is your only guarantee for dominion. And light simply implies spiritual understanding of the truth. And this understanding is communicated 
through four main channels as has been listed to you the fear of the lord the spirit of meekness the ministry of the holy spirit and then of course meditation if you go to employ this you are going to walk in the light now i've said to you one million times i am not surprised as to where we are today as a ministry i would have been surprised if we were not there why i saw what takes people from step to step and from glory to glory longest time and i've applied myself to them and because he abides faithful and cannot deny himself i was too sure we are just beginning even now we are in the beginning stages of this ministry even now last year this church has 123 percent increase in our income over the previous year 123 percent even now we are just beginning for i saw in my bible the path of a just man is as a shining light that shines more and more and more and more until he's tired of shining more he keeps shining more and more and more onto the perfect day that's how your life will be from today every year will bring you an extra lifting in all areas of your life when you walk in the light you have no occasion for stumbling so stumbling has come to an end in all areas of your life today no more setback for you in the name of jesus whatever you have lost in the past the revelation of god this year will bring you a sevenfold restoration We bring you a sevenfold restoration. As I began to meditate on the truth, I saw something so profound. This is enough to heal anybody of any sickness. I saw in my Bible in Matthew 8 verse 17 that he himself took our sicknesses and our infirmities. He took. So it's not a thing that is to happen. It's a thing that has already happened. If he took, then it's no longer there. I took all of these items from this platform. Are they there now? Now it takes total blindness for anyone to convince you that these materials are still on this platform now. They have left the podium. It's no longer on it. Why? I took them the same way Jesus took every infirmity every sickness every disease from the lives of the redeemed so if you have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb you are redeemed to be sickness and disease free because the day he took your sin he took along with it all the consequences of sin and sickness and disease only came after sin came so the day he saved you and me from our sins, he saved us from the affliction of sickness and disease. Therefore, as I speak these words, everyone carrying any element of disease or sickness in his body, I command you to be loosed in the name of Jesus. Any part of your body that is malfunctioning, he said, 
Did you not sow good seed in your field? How is it that it has grown tears? He said, an enemy has done this. And for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the enemy. I command every malfunctioning part in your body to be restored to perfection now in the name of Jesus. Every missing part of your body, whatever part is missing in your body, your eyes that are growing dim, your ears that are becoming partially deaf, every part of your body that requires replacement from the storehouse of the Creator, I command that they be replaced now in the name of Jesus. Whatever part of your life is a concern to you, because from the beginning it was not so. You are not created to live under circumstances. You are created to live above them. Therefore, I decree today that every aspect of your life that is a concern to you be recreated today. When the first word was battered, he recreated it. He was a creator and he is still a creator. Every battered destiny, I decree a supernatural recreation now. Whatever the enemy has done to molest anyone's destiny, I command a supernatural restoration now. Just in a moment, remove your shoes. Step on this dominion ground and you walk in dominion the remaining days of your life. Because dominion is your portion in God. You are standing on this generational ground of dominion. Sickness and disease shall no longer molest you. Failure and stagnation is no longer your portion. Come and begin to prophesy over your life. In Jesus' precious name. As you have walked on this dominion ground today, with those souls of your faith, walk in dominion the remaining days of your life. Begin to command dominion over sickness and disease. Dominion over lack, want and poverty. Dominion over frustration and failure. Dominion over all satanic attacks. Dominion over the spirit of death. Dominion over space and enchantment. Dominion over every form of robbery attack. Dominion over ritual killers. Dominion over killer diseases. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. From henceforth, by the rod of his strength, which is the word of God, begin to rule in the midst of your enemies. 
begin to rule in the midst of your enemies. For everyone partnering with Jesus in his kingdom, in this commission, I decree that this year be established to you as your year of financial dominion. For everyone involved with him in the Shiloh sacrifice for Covenant University Project Phase 2, I decree that this year answers to you speedily as your year of financial dominion. For everyone in this tabernacle, Satan has no more power over you. Satan has no more power over you. Satan has no more power over you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. Just before we share the goodness, I'd like you to get back on those materials that came up in the testimony today. Satan get lost. And then don't forget your assignment on the teaching tapes on faith. And get back to them and you will walk in dominion perfectly the remaining days of your life. Lift up those two hands. Go in peace. Experience the reality of dominion the remaining days of your life. And as we come in for next Sunday's special communion service, every weakness, every stranger within anybody's system will be swallowed up eternally in victory. This week is declared for you a week of dominion testimonies. This is a week of dominion testimonies for you. At work, in your school, in your home, in the night, over your children, over your parents. This is a week of dominion testimonies for you. It is done. You have been listening to Bishop David Oyedepo expounding the word of God to you. We believe this message has been a blessing to you and your family. Please share your testimony with us. Write Bishop David Oyedepo, PMB 21688, Ikeja, Lagos, Nigeria. Call 774-7546-774-7547-774-7548 or send your testimony through the email at bishop at dummy org and best of all come hear the man of god live as you worship with us at faith tabernacle canaan land kilometer 10 idiroko road Ota, on thursdays 5 p.m to 7 p.m or sundays 9 a.m to 11 30 a.m holy holy